money, cash flow, money that you make. Did you know there's three types, three main categories of money that can go into your pocket, into your bank account, into your possession? The common person only thinks about one. So in this episode, we're diving in and we're talking about all three. Welcome to episode two of Understanding Money. If you have not heard episode one, that's the four types of investors, actually five because I threw a bonus type in there. On this episode of Understanding Money, we're actually going to dive in here and we're going to talk about the three ways money comes into your possession. Now, of course, there's a lot of different ways that money can go into your bank account. You can sell stuff, you can have stocks, you can buy a house, you can flip a house, but no matter how money comes in, it's always going to be categorized in one of these three types of ways to generate it. And always in success combo fashion, we're going to keep this simple. Once you learn how to categorize your money into one of these three categories, it makes understanding money from a micro and macro perspective a lot easier. Let's dig deeper. Let's talk about number one, earned income. Earned income is any income that you generate by working. We're talking about your salary, money made from hourly employment. This includes consulting, gambling, owning a small business. If you're putting a lot of work in for that small business, anything that is based on time effort principle. Now, earned income is the most common mechanism for making money. This is the most general. There's obviously a downside because once you stop working, you don't have money coming in. Additionally, the amount of money that you have coming in is directly proportionate to the time and effort you spend working. Earned income ranges across the board. You have people that make a whole different variety of earned income. But let me throw a flag on the play and let me tell you this. It's highly difficult for someone to make more earned income without either learning a new skill, which is much more valuable, or working longer hours. Second flag I'm going to throw in the play is that earned income is taxed at a higher rate. In fact, earned income is taxed at the highest rate. Of all three types of income, all three types of ways to generate cash, it's the one that your government is going to take the biggest bite out of. And that's a shame because we're talking about teachers. We're talking about police officers. This is how they earn their income and they get hit with the largest amount of taxes. My experience in earned income has been all across the board from making a few dollars per day all the way to $10,000 a day plus in just earned income. It's all over the place as an entrepreneur. But as a police officer, my earned income was very predictable. I'm jarring the memory here, but I made about $1,200 every two weeks, something in that phase, something in that range. And from what I remember, it's probably even worse when it came down to the clear. I see a lot of officers that can drive their salary up to six-figure salaries and make a decent amount of money by working secondary or overtime work, OT work. And OT work is not just in the police world. You put in to trade your time for even more money at a higher rate. So this is how you're going to be able to afford nicer things in life to keep up with the Joneses when you're in a lower income bracket or an average income bracket. Medium household income goes across the board, but general consensus is about $50,000. That's household income. We're talking husband and wife generally make that as their income, as their earned income. That sounds about right because as a police officer, I was in that range of thirty-eight to 40000 And the biggest reason earned income gets a bad rap is because of those super high taxes compared to the other categories. So right now you're thinking, well, I've made earned 
earned income. We've all probably made earned income, whether it was that summer job that we made to doing some consulting work on the side or even entrepreneur single business stuff. There are some benefits, however, to earned income. One huge benefit is that you don't need a startup capital in order to make the income. You don't need a ramp up. Generally, you can go out and get a job and get to making some earned income fairly easy. In fact, it's the easiest of the three categories to obtain. And if you don't crack the piggy bank, you save up enough money, you build some capital, you build some skills while you're getting in your earned income, you're going to move up to phase two. And I hope you're pulling in here with us in phase two, especially if you're listening to Success Convo, because we have dropped nugget after nugget on this podcast when it comes to investing, and it's only going to get better. If you haven't tapped that sub, tap that subscribe here on iTunes. Go ahead over to SoundCloud. And if you haven't rated us on iTunes, go ahead and rate the podcast. Give it that five out of five and tell me how the episode's been relevant and helping you. Now, let's jump in here and talk about number two, portfolio income. Portfolio income is any income generated by selling an investment at a higher price than you paid for it. This is also known as capital gains. The reason it's titled capital gains is because this is how the federal government defines it and this is how they tax it. Trading, buying, selling, paper assets, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, CDs, T-bills, currencies of any other type, futures, derivatives. We're talking about the stock market. This is your paper assets. Portfolio income, we're also talking about buying and selling real estate, specifically the profit or any profits from that sale. Also buying and selling other assets antique cars, collectibles, anything that appreciates in value will fall under that capital gains taxable income. Now there's a lot of pros with portfolio income, but let me give you the cons. There's some major cons. One, it takes a good bit of knowledge and experience to learn how to trade paper assets. And there's no way to really get your soft start. So this is another one. There's no soft start without putting your money on the line. One of my number one rules is that you have to look at money as a game and you have to be willing to play it. Most people do not have the ability or the know-how or the desire, the deep desire to be willing to take that pain of risk to learn the markets. You also have little control over your investments. You have to be willing to let go of a lot of control other than the ability to buy and sell. Look at your earned income. You can fluctuate from different positions. You can sell different things. You can earn your money in a different way. But once you make that stock purchase, you're sitting on it or you're selling it. Buying company in a stock affords you little to no day-to-day control over the operation of that company unless you bought a great deal of stock and we might not be there just yet. Generating portfolio income, as we mentioned, requires a lot of money up front. Capital gains generally do not become attractive unless your investment is large enough to make it so. An amateur move is thinking that you're going to get into the portfolio income, put your money on some magic stock that your neighbor's uncle told him about, whisper to him some secret stock. Don't fall for that stuff. Do your own homework. Become well-read, but understand that you've got a better chance walking in the casino, dropping your money on the roulette wheel. I've done that many times too. You're going to make more money doing that than you are walking into the stock market and being amateur. And the last con is that portfolio income, though not taxed as high as earned income, and it can be in some cases, it's generally still taxed at a decent high rate. Capital gains tax is no joke. And remember, you got to put in a lot of money. So you might make a lot of money. And what happens when you make a lot of money? Whenever you raise your base, that capital gains income goes up 
the government wants their cut at a higher rate. And if you ever have a question about taxes, understand that it's all about your base. You want to try to reduce your base. Now, there's ways. There's ways to reinvest your money. And a lot of people that have great portfolio income are also tax savvy enough to reinvest that income. But in a lot of ways, that means they freeze their money for certain periods of time. So even though you technically own that money, you can't touch it without getting your back broken by taxes. Even with all the cons, make no mistake, portfolio income certainly has many advantages over earned income. Once you have the knowledge and experience to generate portfolio income on a consistent basis, you can virtually reap the rewards for time and time to come by using compound interest. Compound interest is something we are going to dedicate a full episode to along with the portfolio income episode. And trust me, in the future of Success Convo, we're going to go and dive into each one of these and dissect them. And I'm going to tell you how I've made money in each category. Kate's going to be on the show. She's going to tell you about it. She is a master at portfolio income. <laughs> Not as good as me. There, I know Kate will listen to this episode and slap me for saying that, but it is what it is. And I also tease this, but understand something very powerful about taxed income. Any portfolio assets held long-term are taxed at a lower rate generally. There are a few outliers that are not, but the longer you put your money in to portfolio income assets, you're going to get longer tax breaks. One quote that I want to leave you here with portfolio income is that Warren Buffett explains, invest your money as if the stock market was going to close for 10 years. I love that quote. You really should be looking at a mid to long-term gain if you want to play in the stock market. Now we're going to jump in to the number three category of money, the best tax shelter, and the one that almost every entrepreneur, business owner, investor strives to achieve. And it is very hard to achieve this, but also extremely doable with some discipline, diligence, focus, and hard work. This is passive income. Passive income is any money that you get from assets you have purchased or created. For example, if you own a house and you rent it out, that is passive income. If you own a business that operates independently, you don't have to be there and you don't have to put a lot of time into it, that is passive income. And remember, this divide comes down to the amount of hours you put in. Let's look at one of my biggest businesses, RE Fitness, my favorite fitness company in the world, the one that I believe in the most. Is this passive income? Absolutely not. RE Fitness is earned income. Why is that? Because I build the plans. I handle all the product lines. I handle all the customer service. I wouldn't have it any other way because I love dealing with my clients, my fans, my friends that I'm helping achieve results and impacting. But make no mistake, this business is not passive income. It's earned income. Whether it's high or low to some people, that's debatable. It's certainly not Apple, but it's certainly not a small cap company. It's a large name brand company, but it is not passive income. Before I dive deeper and tell you about what passive income is, I have a little saying. I don't believe in passive income because you should be on top of your game all the time. I'm not saying it's like the tooth fairy or Santa Claus. Of course, passive income exists. And of course, there are business models that will allow you to go on a trip, not even have to check your phone for days, and there's not going to be any interruptions in the profit or cash flow. However, in order to achieve passive income, you got to be a real player. You got to be making some serious moves. And unfortunately, passive income 
is a word that gets abused almost as badly in today's market as entrepreneur. Who don't you know that at least knows one entrepreneur? Maybe they're not making anything, but they're calling themselves an entrepreneur. Have you seen the ads all over the internet? Hey, how would you like to add an additional twenty to $2,000 a day to your bank account? All passive. See, this is giving these income categories bad names. Passive income absolutely exists. We're talking about real passive income here on Success Convo Podcast. We're not talking about the little, you know, magic version, like you don't have to put in any work. Believe me, you got to put in a lot of work to get to that portfolio, a lot of work to break yourself out of earned, a lot of work to move yourself up the ladder of earned so that you can bank more money. You got to be disciplined. You can't buy things that you want to buy. You can't cave into those little purchases. You can't cave into the, the nicer shoes, the nicer things that are going to be ornaments until you get it like that. Once you get it like that, go buy your Ferrari. But if you don't have it like that, yet or you're not exactly where you want to be and we all have our own personal gauge with what we want we all have our own personal gauge of happiness till you learn how to really master these forms don't go out there and spend it so let's talk a little bit more about passive income rental income or note income from real estate rental properties there's a lot of different ways you can bend this house hacking a new term that talks about actually buying a duplex living in one side of that duplex renting the other out and essentially living rent free this is a form of passive income however bear in mind if you're spending a lot of time as the property manager and you bought a real fixer upper we might be talking more about earned income in that department. Along with rental income, I did mention business income, though I said RE Fitness would not be considered passive income. There are some passive income businesses out there. Look at the upper echelons to some of these multi-level marketing companies. The upper echelons, yes, they do have some degrees of passive income. And the easiest and my favorite passive income comes from creating and selling intellectual properties, books, patents, internet content, etc. I know that I have some Dave Ramsey listeners here with me right now. And one thing that Dave Ramsey preaches in Entree Leadership, one of my favorite books, I highly suggest grabbing that book. He talks about what it will take to make a book, to create a book, to write a book. It will take you a year generally of super hard work, editing. You have to find the right editor. You have to make sure you have a sellable book, a book that is going to speak to a certain market. This is passive income that could come to your pocket forever for all eternity as long as that book is a known thing you're making passive income in Hollywood they do points points for the movies and the directors and then you're talking about a percentage points generally line up and sync up to percentage of a movie if a movie is going to make money every single year by leasing out their rights they have it they lease it out to Netflix things like that and an actor that starred in the movie negotiates two percent on the deal that's passive income and though that might not sound realistic to you right now there's other ways to think and make passive income generate, especially with the internet. I just said internet content. Right now, I have over 50 domains that are active. I have a ton, a slew of other domains that are not active. As an internet marketer, I'm constantly generating and making more money through passive with internet property. This is a very real thing, but be warned, it is a highly competitive. When you're talking about the internet and you're talking about marketing, you got to understand that there's people with big time budgets, thousands of dollars a day that are going into these passive markets. And if you hear the saying, something seems too good to be true, it probably is. 
Yeah, that saying's very true. It probably is. Another thing that I like to say, if something seems too easy, it's probably competitive. If there's money to be made on the internet somewhere, you're talking about money at the source. People are going to be at that source and they're going to be drinking from that same water. Now, I don't want to dissuade you from going into these markets. In fact, quite the contrary. I want to push you to be the best you can and I want to push you to dive in there, take your shot. Everybody needs to get that at bat and they need to swing hard, swing for the fences. Go after passive income, but only once you have walked and understood the other steps and built yourself up to get into that department. And also keep in mind, no matter what phase of the game you're at, you need to know this. You need to understand these three categories of money. Even if you're at earned income, you've never traded a stock, you don't even know how to trade a stock, that doesn't matter. We're going to cover all of this on the Understanding Money series. So definitely take this knowledge in, absorb it, and then start looking for it. Start looking for people that are making passive. See what they're doing. Just put it in the back of your head. The business models, these are things that you should start to understand, discern on your own, and absorb. A couple other things about passive income. They often get the most favorable tax treatment. This is because corporations can use the profits from the passive income to take sizable deductions. Real estate is the best tax shelter. You can make like-kind exchanges and hold off on taxes by trading that real estate for equal to or greater value. These are super keys when you are trying to keep the most money that you can and not spend it on taxes. Another extremely powerful thing about passive income, because it's generally possible to closely approximate the return or low risk, you can expect passive investments. These investments can be funded by banks, angel investors, borrowed money. We're talking about a nice company that has MRR. MRR is monthly reoccurring revenue. You can predict the direction these companies are going and they can be up for sale or again, catch a really nice angel investment to kind of pour fuel onto that fire. In a lot of ways, investors, entrepreneurs consider passive income to be the top tier. I do want you to understand this. They they have their benefits and the tiers are here for their benefits and I do agree with the system and the benefits but first and foremost you have to be doing what you want to be doing imagine a guy who owns a bike shop and he loves bikes all he wants to do is sell bikes all day long and though he has to open his shop every day close his shop every day might get a few days off and all he has is earned income from that shop let's say he does well let's say he makes 70 to 80 thousand a year lives a comfortable life and just enjoys being in that shop if this is what he likes to do then earned income is the path for him why push into these other directions now I will always add advocate someone to put investments in so they can make some portfolio money just as a fallback because you can't work forever or possibly franchise out that bike shop and now you got passive income coming in if you can get the business to be that high but no way around it here you've got to be doing what you want to do so many of these investors are stone cold their personality has been sucked dry bankers people that I know personally associates that I've worked with business people that Kate and I have networked with we see their personality has been completely sucked dry great they've got passive income of 900,000 per month great they're doing extremely well they totally missed the boat on how to enjoy life you don't need a ton of money to make you happy 
Believe me, I think you need some. And we could have this argument that, yes, being financially free has so many perks in this direction we're moving in. But believe me, there's a difference between being financially free and in control of your own life than being obsessive and being completely driven for only one thing. You have to live that medium. So with this complicated journey of trying to get all three, trying to get your way to passive income, you've got to understand that you do have to enjoy the ride because if you don't have any personality along the way, it's going to be challenging to get up that way. It's going to be challenging to sit through all the things and network. And a huge kick here is that a lot of these investors and bankers, the people that I'm talking about, are in their 40s and 50s now, 60s, even 70s now. They did not come up in the internet era. This is the social economy. We need people and social skills more than anybody else. And the reason I kind of pitch you on this right here is because I want you to boost up yourself as a person and as a whole, not just worried about the finance. <clears throat> clear my throat for the big takeaway. Here's a quote I want to lay on you and I want to spin it for you right here. Making money is a hobby that will complement any other hobbies you have beautifully. I love that quote. Think about that for a second. If you have money back to the bike shop, you could afford to stock those shelves bigger. If you have money, you could work on your hobbies better and have them flourish better. But look at the reverse here. Look at your hobby and find out how can I make more money with this? Take a small percentage, back to our guy with the bike shop, take a small percentage of business know-how and mix that with that hobby and you could eventually grow something very beautiful there, something bigger, and then yes, get that franchise and that passive income. It's a great quote, and it'll really get you thinking it's meant to do that. It's meant to have you look at your life and say, what are my hobbies, and how can I get that yin-yang of earning enough money to make this what I do every day? And I love it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Make sure you share it. Make sure you give us feedback. Jump into Sleepless for Success Facebook group. If you're not already in there, go ahead and toss that in your search of Facebook. It's a group. It's free. And it's where we talk about the podcast. We do a lot of other things in there. And it gives us a chance to get to know each other and network. There's a lot of great people in there. We're talking realtors, personal financiers, entrepreneurs, marketers, some big boys and girls in there that are doing a lot of big things. And if you come along, you're probably going to get swept up in it and become one of them. Audit your circle. That's what we do. It's a circle. And anybody that rolls with me personally, I consider you my friend. So thank you so much for being a part of what I've got going on. And Success Combo, this isn't just about me. It's about all of us. And once you share, make sure you tag me again. I'm Ryan Engel, founder of Success Convo Podcast. Another great episode in the books, at least one a week. That's a commitment. It isn't going to stop. I cannot wait to catch you in the next one.